Hi, I'm Austin. I'm Josh. I'm Justin. And I'm Dennis. Have you guys seen Birdman? Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. Surprise. Shocker. Once in a lifetime event. <laughs> Josh, you know the drill. Dennis might not. What we do is the people who haven't seen the movie, we have them give a uh, brief uh, elevator pitch of what they're going to they expect the movie to be, some predictions. So, All right. It's Josh's turn. So I know what I want this movie to be, and I know it's that way. Go that way. Go that way what do you want this movie to be? I want this movie to be like an inner city documentary about like pigeons. <laughs> okay, and the man who in general. Them? Or, yeah. Or is there one or, that's yeah, like or they very large? They okay. follow some Hey Arnold esque Birdman city and like yeah. go about his day. Walking yeah. down the street. <laughs> Sorry, no, Home Alone 2. Everyone gets a little less, less zany antics. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's probably just going to be like a superhero movie or something. Now, you and Dennis, this is your first time meeting, right? Yes. Yeah, so it is. you don't have any sort of read on him. You don't know what no. kind of movies he's, in, he's into. <laughs> This could be anything. Right. Justin did tip me off, but like his tip wasn't super. <laughs> I just gave a hint. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think? Whereas he knows, like, if it's one of your movies, it's probably going to be some kind a giant of man bird that eats people on a remote island in Antarctica. You could just say, you know, it's going to be bad. It's like a dark romantic comedy. Yeah. Like a young guy romancing an older woman. <laughs> I mean, maybe Birdman is some kind of like, it's a swerve, right? It's some uh, title that somebody has. Now, have you heard of the Birdman of Alcatraz? It's another yes. older movie. Yes. Nothing to do with this. Of course. I haven't heard of that. I what told him it? it was going to be about, it's Harvey the, uh, Birdman, Harvey Birdman TV special. TV movie yeah. that he never heard about. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just called Birdman. Powered by the sun. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, this was 2014. Jeez. Very recent. That is that the most recent movie we've seen? Yes. Nice. I remember very vaguely what this movie is about, but mainly I just remember the deployment. Okay. I don't really remember what happens. All right. That's cool. All right. Well, we're going to get to it. We'll be back and we'll talk to Dennis about the movie he suggested Birdman and whether or not it was a mistake inviting him over. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We're glad to have him. And we'll be right back. Having seen Drumline, <laughs> there were two scenes at most <laughs> with drummers. drums. You know, there when, drums throughout this when the yes. most thing I remember of this movie is the drums, that's saying something. Good soundtrack. Really good soundtrack. Mm. Uh, you didn't think so? Did you not like oh, the, the soundtrack? Mood? was fine. The mood that set? It was really tense. The soundtrack was fine. This movie won four Oscars when it came out. <laughs> for the cinematography, mostly. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I figured, yeah. Very so, good shots. You did some good filming. <clears throat> yeah. It won Best Motion Picture. Mm -hmm. Uh, hmm. Best Achievement in Directing. Okay. Best Writing Original Screenplay. So let's talk about what best this movie is that won all these awards. Michael Keaton won Best Actor. Yes. And it, like, swept it. It was... Well, how would you describe it, Josh? You want the short pitch? It's about... Now that you've seen it, the short pitch, yeah. A, an actor who used to be a famous superhero film star that decided he was done with that and wanted to become a famous theater actor and producer and director. He took on all roles. Yeah. He was writing, directing, was Constantly acting, yeah. hounded by his past achievements. <laughs> Literally his past self. Whether or not he's doing the right thing. Okay. That's the movie. That's the movie. That is it. That's a really good uh, summary. <laughs> yeah. This was uh, filmed over the course of two months. It's one of those almost continuous shot films. Yeah, it's like a... And that's why I think... Oh, I thought you were, you were talking saying, about rope when you were saying that. 
rope is the same. But I was like, they filmed it in two months and edited it in three weeks? Like, no, that was this movie. Oh. No, rope probably... Took a little longer. I would say to edit film. It might have taken less time to shoot. I don't know. Because it was over the course of one day. This had like multiple day to night kind of Mm -hmm. uh, quote unquote transitions. But But they were both like, you know, long shots. This was not a confined space movie though. And you bring up all the awards it won at the beginning and that's why. Because of the cinematography mostly. Uh, and well, the effort for screenplay, it yeah. for best actor, one cinematography. When you're doing something like this, that's one thing into the other into the other, you can't really edit out scenes, so you have to get the script tight first try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's no no doubt the screenplay <laughs> one, like no joke. That would be really hard to do. Uh, so Michael Keaton, who played Batman, famously, it's essentially all these kind of playing like well not all of them almost all the main characters were in superhero movies if you think about it uh ed norton played the hulk in angley no no sorry angley was uh not him he was the one in south america i don't know who i don't remember who directed the second hulk movie the one with edward norton yeah Yeah. uh nicole Uh, kidman was in tank girl she was fly girl yeah with Stone was in Spider-Man. Yeah. Yes. They filmed this movie while so taking breaks King. from Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Right? <laughs> Wait. Same universe? Of, like, same. Oh, so my different? Yeah. Oh, wow. Different. So one was Sony Emma Universe, Stone, the other one was MCU. Okay. Played, uh, but that's some crazy, like, uh, parallels, you know? Yeah, that's there's so many stuff. people that have played superheroes. I really didn't think about that. She played Gwen Stacy, I think. Uh-huh. She and, did. She wasn't uh, uh, Mary Jane. The one with uh, Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. playing Spider-Man. Yeah. Those two. The amazing Spider-Man. Uh, Mandy? Isn't it? Yeah. I'd call that a superhero movie. That, that's a fun... A he killed movie. supernatural beings. That's a superhero movie of sorts. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of science fiction. Sure. Superhero yeah, that, sure, fiction. but not a superhero movie. You don't think if you kill Supernatural, like, okay, say you kill a Cenobite, you're not a super. <laughs> so you're saying if you kill a Supernatural being or a demon, you're not a superhero. You could be classified as a superhero, like as an individual, but I'm just arguing that that movie is not a superhero movie in, as a theme. Hmm. <laughs> I'm saying break the mold and make superhero movies like that fucking horror X Men movie that's, that's supposed never to come out. I want it. Have you seen the <laughs> trailer for this? this? It's like no. New Mutants. Yeah, it's all it's young, a, first class type it's of thing. It's been in development okay. hell for years. It's got the girl who plays uh, Arya Stark in Game of Thrones as one of them. One of them like and they're oh. they're in a haunted house. Yeah, it looked it's, it looked good. It looked real good. It was like mm. an X Men horror. Wasn't movie. it like the director of It or something was working mm-hmm. on it? That's dope. That's crazy, right? That's I'm saying break the guy the, who did the first season of Break the Mold. Uh, the guy who did the <laughs> first break season the of, of True Detective. Change the Mold. Oh yeah, he was, <laughs> that was really the same good. guy who did it. He dropped out of it because his version was too scary. Right. Like they kicked him out. I know. Yeah. Oh, is my scary clown movie too scary for you? <laughs> uh, they they never made. It uh, happens all the time. Edgar Wright. Yeah. And the same thing happened with Edgar Wright and Ant Man. I know. Uh, Edgar also, Wright's version of it was terrible. <laughs> like you go down oh in the sewer God. and there's just so I much would neon. Love to see Edgar Wright's version of it. <laughs> I mean, they they did the similar thing with uh, Hellboy three. Uh, never even got into production because no no companies would uh, put money up for it. Uh, you know, but now we get that new Hellboy. Fast movie. forward fifty, yeah, like with the guy from Strange. If fifteen years, Hellboy three would have been GoFundMe me like that. <laughs> Because that second one, I remember enjoying thoroughly. In yeah, theaters. I did too. It would have, man. There's, I watch a like Critical Role got their fucking D and D cartoon show mm-hmm. kickstarted. They raised like eight point nine million dollars. Who was the, the director, director for that? Uh, it was the famous guy who did Pan's Labyrinth, right? Uh, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo yeah. del Toro, and he's he when they couldn't take uh, Hellboy three, I think he moved on to making a TV show on his own. Ooh, like, Pan's uh, Labyrinth is a good one. Have you seen that, Josh? Yes, I have. Now, nice. He made, a, he made a cartoon show for Netflix. Yeah, for kids. Is it good? He also did I a like scary. It. He also did a scary one called Infest, Infected or Infected. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Vampire one. 
I don't know. He worked on a modern day vampire one too. Was I haven't it? seen. Really? He's got a lot oh, of stuff. He works on, there. on so much stuff. The most disappointing in one, though, and the best one. He was working with Miyazaki, the inventor of really? Silent Hill. Not oh, not not Studio oh, Ghibli oh, Miyazaki. No. Not, oh, I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, my mind went somewhere else. <laughs> but he was working with him on a new horror game in the style of Silent Hill. It was first person, photorealistic. And they put the teaser demo out on PS4 for a while. Mm. And you can look it up. There's all the game. The one like, with the, the, the dude PT-13 from, uh, or something. I'm sorry. I don't remember the name of it. but The one with the dude from uh, Walking Dead? No. No, that one's actually coming out. No, this was so much scarier. It was first person. And you went around that one single hallway in the house and there were different rooms. Remember that? Oh, PT. Yeah. And every time you went around, it was different and scarier. It was it was terrifying. And it was like the best demo to ever be released. And then they're like, no, eh, we're not going to make it. Oh, dang. <laughs> and wow. then they took the demo off. So you can go on eBay and you can purchase PS4s with this demo on them specifically. Yeah. Because, like, you can't get it anymore. Yeah, it's a, it it's like store. a limited release thing that you never get again. It, it was fun. Wow. Yeah, but uh, speaking of Birdman, as fun as walking. <laughs> yeah, digressed a little. Yeah. I think. Well, this movie Guillermo has a lot Del of hallway Toro's, walking. Uh, friend is the director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Alejandro, that's we just we made it connect. <laughs> Alejandro, you know, uh, I don't know how to say his name. No, it, uh, you might have to look up how to pronounce that to be safe. Uh, it's one of his. It's a shortest film. I read. This is his shortest film? Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of... Okay, so there's not going to be like a scene-by-scene scene breakdown because it's a continuous shot movie, and we're not going to do that. That would take as long as watching the movie. <laughs> um, it's got so many pretty colors. Like, every room of this famous Broadway theater is lit in either, like, blues, greens, reds, and the theater's like that for various reasons, for, like, exposure, light gels, like, ruining night vision, you have the lights all red to keep your night vision and stuff when you go out on stage. Uh, it's all smoky and dramatic, but the thing I love the most is how time flows. Mm-hmm. Like, the superhero stuff is cool, the magical realism, but the way they'll be, like, outside smoking, walk inside, and it's, like, nighttime and the theater's full, or the way he'll walk on stage and it's empty... The camera will turn. It'll turn back, and the theater's just full. Right. Really fun. Or Ed Norton will be having sex with his daughter, and it'll pan down to him performing on stage. Ed Norton will be having sex with Michael Keaton's daughter. Not, yes. Yeah. Not his own daughter. <laughs> no. <laughs> just to clarify. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, man. Just for the folks out there who haven't seen this yet. Yeah. I mean, watch the movie before you listen to us. If you're going to listen to us, watch the movie either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if we recommend it, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> Josh is pretty quiet. <laughs> uh, any, okay, so you mentioned you like some things about it. Any favorite scenes? Uh, yeah, there was one, but I'm having a hard time remembering. It's... Coat stuck in the door, rope. No, that that was no. my favorite. <laughs> what was it? I like that they made it seem like all the actors had superpowers. Like everybody's so obsessed with superheroes now, and it's like the actors themselves kind of had powers. Like him had his own delusion of powers, and then they made it seem like he had telekinesis. Norton could just like memorize things just yeah. by like being around it. When in actuality, <laughs> like you said, he probably. Like he was involved with the girl who was already yeah, in the play, think, so he just you read think about it. There's a line, and I don't know if you caught it, but he says, uh, "Nicole Kidman's had the script for thirty days." Yeah, there you go. And he lives with her. Yeah. So of course. So he, of course that. So but he. But you're right. The illusion. He plays of it off really fun. Powers. He's like, "Oh, I don't need the script. Just feed me a line." <laughs> yeah. And he gives it back immediately. He's like, "How'd you do that?" He's like. I don't like to talk about it. It's, it's just, just a thing, thing I do. It's just a thing I do. And Michael Keaton's like, I have a thing. Yeah. I have a special purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. That is I can so make things move funny. whenever no one's watching. <laughs> <laughs> With my mind. It's like uh, it's like Mystery Men whenever he can turn invisible and no one's looking at him. I think one of my... Except he could actually do that in that movie. Okay. Has everybody seen Mystery Men? Yes. yes. Have you done I have. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. 
No. Because I haven't either. <laughs> no. You haven't seen oh, no, but I've always been curious. I think Mystery Men is a secret Tim Burton movie. Oh, yeah. It's I think so that's cool. been confirmed. And the... Who... Ben Stiller? Ben Stiller. And this guy knows a lot about it. <laughs> I love that movie. No, yeah, I'm pretty sure that Tim Burton made that movie and he just... Is it good? Just, yeah. I think like, well, I saw it, it as a kid. You think you'd give it a rewatch? Like, sure. to make sure it's bad? I'd watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I do not like... It's got a lot of Smash Mouth in it. Oh, okay, that's a plus. <laughs> How many songs are also... <laughs> <laughs> All of them. Just a continuous loop throughout the movie. It's just... No, I'm sorry. It's once, but it's played at negative, like, 300 speed. Oh, that'd be great if there was a movie called All-Star in the whole background. It was just <laughs> renditions of All-Star. That would be. I remember the scenes I liked. I gotta say, I do not like okay, well, early 2000 like? quirky comedies, though. Like... Zoolander and stuff. Mm. Not my favorite. Not I I, I guess I would say I enjoyed watching them, but like something about Ben Stiller. Like, not, they're not like his movies are hitting this for amazing, me. Amazing, but they're fun. We'll, we'll, they're we'll fun. do Mystery Men. Okay. I'll put it on the list since neither. I'd rather go it. back and visit. So there's something about Mary. Oh, that's, that's one a, I that's have seen once, and I rented it from the library on DVD. No, <laughs> but we'll do a good one like World's Hidden Bombs. Ooh. Ooh, Royal Okay, yeah, I'm back in. <laughs> Josh, do you know who Ben Stiller is? I recognize the name. Okay. That's about it. <laughs> he was not in this movie. Okay. Um, yeah, fa- did you have any favorite scenes? Yeah, um, two. Every scene with Zach Galifianakis, because mm. he's great. He's the PR guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's cool. And he's playing the straight man. Yeah. Which is a lot of fun. And uh, the scene where we see his bird character following him and, like, hounding him. Mm-hmm. And, like, I really wish they did that the whole movie. Instead of just the voice. Yeah, instead of just the voice. They could have built that up more. Like, he could have seen, like, a shadow or somebody walking out the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do something with it. Like, you can build without just making us think, but oh, who is it? Is now it? we're getting into a movie that has editing. That's hard to do live. You already got enough going. Yeah, on. you could dress a guy in a bird costume and hide him in every scene in the shadows, though. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. Yeah. So, um, it should be unsurprising since this is a movie about Broadway that a lot of the extras in this are like super famous Broadway stars. Good to know. Mm-hmm. The trivia. I'm wow. not familiar with Broadway people, yeah. but like almost every people that were almost all the people that were in the background doing like set design were like. We're done by Broadway stars. Very That's cool. Insane. Have you, any of you been to Broadway? No. No, I've seen a Broadway musical. Once. I saw a Wicked Year. Oh, so an off-Broadway, yeah. or off whatever Broadway. they call that. I saw La Miz on Broadway. On Broadway? How was nice. it? Nice. It was a long time ago, I don't remember. Okay. But I remember being there. I've walked on the street a couple of times, but I've never gone to a show on Broadway or anything. It's It's pretty. It's like all lit up like I imagine old Route 66 kind of used to be with tons mm-hmm. of neon. Yeah. yeah. I really like the shots when they're outdoor. I don't like Ed Norton's character in this because he's just a dick. Yeah. But every scene when they're out there, I'm like, oh, that is such a nice view. I would work in this building just for that view. Like, it's like they're on tall buildings looking down on Broadway and then there's like huge tall buildings in the background. It's always like sunset or whatever when they're out there. So Michael Keaton and Mandy, the girl from Mandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura. They were sleeping together. They're in a relationship. Yeah, for yeah. sure. She thinks she's pregnant, and then it turns out she's not. Yeah, and then the other actress is with Edward Norton. Edward Norton, yeah. Nicole Kidman, or. I always get these two confused. They look so similar. Uh, Naomi Watts. Yeah. They do look a lot very similar. Naomi Watts was in The Ring, Talk the American water. version, uh, Dark Water, like a lot of horror movies. Yeah. Yeah, when 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 you had said Nicole Kim in the first time, I really thought, oh, damn, that was her. And then, but yeah, no, that, that makes more sense. I think the sense. last movie I saw Nicole Kidman in was that Stardust by Neil Gaiman. Oh. That fantasy one, but that was almost... That was a long time ago, like fifteen years. I rewatched maybe. that when I was uh, at home after my surgery, and that was it was fun. It was fun. 
Anything you watch after a surgery is <laughs> fun. fun. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> up on painkillers. So. Uh, some stardust for you, Netflix. Some you know stardust for me. You know who's <laughs> in it that I didn't realize when I first watched it? It's uh, Daredevil. The Daredevil Netflix Daredevil. He's he's the stardust boy. Oh, I wouldn't recognize him. I uh, yeah, think. I recognized him after I watched it the second oh, time. Because nice. I was like, dang, he was super young back then. <laughs> I did make it through one Marvel series, one season. I, oh, almost. I have one episode to go. What was that? The Punisher. Oh, okay. I want to get to the second season. And then he showed up in the final a few episodes. That's the one you choose to watch? It was fun. Well, it was fun. Don't get attached to them. They canceled all of them. I know. Okay, so <laughs> oh, I know. They canceled all of them. But Disney's, Disney's reopening their them, own yeah. streaming yeah. service. They're just it's just a monopoly. It's fun and gritty. The only, com- the only complaints I have... I'm just saying, I, I think, know how much you hate like libertarian like stuff. And hey, they he adopted seems... his culture. He didn't adopt theirs. Okay. If you watch it, nah. Okay. <laughs> but it it no, it's just fun and full of action, and he's always beating people to a pulp. The scenes I can't stand are the the fucking cop drama. They're always in the police station, cop on cop talking. Like, did you know the Punisher is? And it's like. Just show something else. I don't care about the cop characters. They're not that integral to the story. I like the first season of Jessica Jones. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Kilgrave was a very uh, great villain. Probably the best villain out of all of the Marvel series. And it was... was, I just like the feel of it because it was like a noir rather than like... I do. It was like like an actual kind of mystery. Nice. Mm -hmm. And she played like one of those old... Mystery detective PIs, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, I dig that. <laughs> uh, digressed again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point of the book. Okay. <laughs> uh, does anybody have any experience in theater? Any good stories? A lot. Too much. Ooh. I did theater right. for like six years. Okay. So. Did yeah. this? Okay. Did this make you feel like you were back in the, the hectic movement of the everything? Yeah. Know? I mean, I wasn't an actor. I did stage lighting and. And whatnot, but yeah. Oh, that's uh, right, because early on in the movie, the light falls and knocks out, maybe kills the performer that Ed Norton has oh, to. No, he's yes. got that neck thing. <laughs> yeah. And you were. Oh no, you meant. Yeah, I, I was calm. I felt worse for the stage crew because that light was probably like a thousand dollars. Probably more nowadays. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, let's hear. Um, what theater stories? Yeah. I can only think of, like, two. One was, uh, I did Spotlight for a lot of plays. Okay. And, uh, one time I got to blind our stage producer. <laughs> like, when he came on stage and introduced the play. I Is it, like, are, are you trained to, like, look out and the spotlight hit him? Oh, yeah, so, you you know, before you go on stage talk about the play, you stand off stage, but I can still see, because I'm, you know, in the fucking rafters. Mm-hmm. And... You're supposed to turn the spotlight on in the center of the stage, so they walk into it and the people, you know, have focus. Ah. I just flipped it on as he was standing off stage because he was looking up at me to like get ready to cube. He just went flick, boom, and then blinded because <laughs> nah. you know those spotlights have really high wattages. <laughs> and uh, the other thing I remember is we were doing a clue <laughs> once, and uh, Justin might remember this because I think he was involved. I was. This. I was in. Yeah, that's right. Clue is in the board game, uh, and musical. then and then it was a musical. Oh, you might have a better Whoa. story about this than I do. From this, I just had hearsay. I played but, uh, the real Professor Plum. We uh, had. Let's hear this, and then we'll get to yours. We had an actor <laughs> that played Colonel Mustard, and night two. I, I like. I, that's really generous of you to call a high school student an actor. Like if he's listening. No, it's his college. But oh, still. I hope he's not listening. Okay. <laughs> um. Night two, he decided to go off script, like, in the end scene, and threw, like, almost threw the entire performance off. Was he improving at that point? Yeah, like, he just... Mustard has this big scene at the end where, like, he he was one of the guys that did it. Mm-hmm. Like every night, but it's a performance of police. Like every night, the guy who did it is different. Right, no, it's okay. always the real Professor Plum. Yeah. Because that's who I play. At first, I was like, I was the piano guy, so I only was in it on the end pretending to play the piano the whole time. Uh-huh. And then every performance, we would have someone from the audience come up and pick, like, you know, like you do in the game, and that would change little parts of the play. 
uh, on like who done it, and it would always be a different person. But then it was revealed that it was actually me, the piano player, who was the real Professor Plum the whole time. <laughs> okay, right, that's interesting. Do you remember any of what he improved, like when he went off script? I don't remember what he said. I just remember, you know, it threw everyone off. It was off. bad. Because, you know, they're waiting on specific lines for cues. Yeah. Uh, they weren't getting the hooks. the director okay. was He just launches pissed. into his own was that song. Uh, Dallas directed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dallas. But uh, I'm pretty sure that the mustard guy got, like, kicked it, like, that night. I'm pretty sure. And they used, they used an understudy. Yeah, for the I, rest of the I performance. seem to remember something like that. I imagine, yeah, you have a better recollection. Yeah. I do. I mean, I was, I was, uh, like I said, like I didn't really have a part in that play. I was at the end, and I was just on the edge, pretending to be like a play the piano as like a silhouette throughout the whole thing. Yeah, and that was I had like one line at the end, um, but. Uh, I do remember the Colonel Mustard thing happening and that being like a big deal and every like everybody being pissed that he did that. Did it happen during Dracula too? I wasn't in Dracula. Okay. So we did a performance of Dracula uh, and there was a scene. I thought you was put on a performance of Dracula too. Oh, like, no, no, no. <laughs> the sequel <laughs> yeah. to Dracula too. We never showed one. It's just two. <laughs> Real artsy. It's way more actiony than the first one. The first one's more horror noir. There's only one Dracula. In the second, there's Draculas everywhere. <laughs> Whenever I was in high school, I was in this whodunit murder mystery play uh, with uh, me and my friend Andy were playing these two uh, kids that were. Uh, it was basically like this rich guy was giving away his fortune, one like doing his will and he dies and then like the person that inherited the money subsequently dies whatever it's trying to figure out who it is there's a lot of mystery plays going on here me and Andy played the two kids of one of the like we were grandkids of the rich Uh, grandpa that was dying stood for a hefty inheritance we were like stoner we played at like stoner like uh, surfer kids or whatever okay but I remember we had two more performances left, and the guy who played the detective just left. Oh, never, whoa. Never came back. He dropped the case and retired uh-huh. that night. <laughs> he so turned in his badge and fake gun. We didn't have any detective for the last two parts, and I was the only person that had memorized his lines. <laughs> so they Did you play both parts? They made Andy, they morphed mine and Andy's character into one character, okay. and Andy just played one instead of two. Which kind of didn't really work because a lot of the jokes with the characters played off of them. Oh, that's funny. Of them. Yeah. Uh, and then I p- had to play the detective. And I played the detective totally different than the way that the other guy did. I played like a Mr. Magoo. Okay. Like a bald cap and I had like bottle thick glasses. Was this a, like a play written by a student? No. Oh, okay. It was one that our drama teacher picked to do. Okay. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah. Uh, we never really had a official drama club and so the English classes would all get together and put on performances. There were never costumes, sets, there was nothing. It was such a small school. We would just get up either outside on the stage or in the cafeteria on the stage. And the cafeteria had a stage? It was a cafetorium. It was an auditorium Uh cafeteria, yeah. Because You've been in those, like, community centers sometimes mm-hmm. have the big floor sure. and then, like, a uplifted stage. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. it. Just something yeah, like that for assemblies, mostly. Yeah. I think a middle, the middle school I went to had a setup like that. A lot of elementaries in Gallup were like that, too. And so I always... We would do classic plays more, like, uh, The Odyssey. And... Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't remember a bunch of them. But I remember in the Odyssey, I got to play one of the shipmates that died the on, first time on Odysseus, around. On Odysseus's crew? The second time around when we did it, I got to play Odysseus. That was sick. That's dope. Oh, <laughs> the second, the other one we did was Midsummer Night's Dream. I got to play Oberon, King of the Fairies. Nice. That was fucking sick. <laughs> My first play I remember doing was in middle school, and it was uh, a courtroom drama. Ooh. But uh, different fairy tales. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was like okay. the three bears versus Goldilocks, and I played oh, the Papa sick. Bear, and I was like in the mascot. I remember we were the Burindo Bulldogs. That would be really fun <laughs> like if it was more kind of thing. mock trial, and you, it was serious, <laughs> and you had to play it against each other. Like, and then that the other part I played was Jack. I was Jack from Jack and the Beans. There's so many fucking Jacks. There's yeah, Jack and the Beans. Okay, Stock. there's Jack and Jill. There's uh, Jack. Is there Jack Thumb? Is that like the candlestick a... Jack? Yeah, we're what... talking about that. Yeah, yeah. He used to be called like Jack Thumb or something. Um, a lot, a lot. There's a Pumpkinhead Jack, King of the Halloween. Jack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh heck yeah! So Nightmare Before Christmas. When I was one <laughs> of the shipmates in the oh, uh, the Odyssey, I remember the girl playing one of the witches was like ah i get to kill all of you and was making a joke on stage and that became like a running gag like oh you guys got cursed and i don't know it just stuck for like a semester no, in, in middle like school it was it was hilarious i remember they'd be like here you guys that turn into sheeps <laughs> and it's like what are you do, fucking talking about <laughs> we would always do the play that the drama professor drama teacher pick he wasn't a professor he was a, f- a professor he was drama. a drama teacher so he could be the soccer coach okay like that makes uh, sense okay. but uh i remember he would always pick the plays we do but he would let us write and do our own little skit right before each play mm-hmm. and i remember one like of a them, short opener yeah i remember one Ooh. of the ones we did was like we were all getting like getting in one row to watch a movie uh-huh. and i was sitting at one end and then like Fills up, and I'm at one end, and this guy comes in with his girlfriend, and they have to sit on opposite ends. And so the whole thing is that, like, the guy's, like, passing the popcorn down the line to give it to the girl. Okay. And, like, the drink down the line. And then, like, uh, so he puts his arm around the guy next to him, and the guy freaks out. He's like, no, I'm trying to, like... I think Coca-Cola you... stole your idea. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that in the theater. But this is like whenever this was like in middle school or whatever. Yeah. It's, I mean, it takes them a while to catch on. They got to go through a lot of data. Yeah. <laughs> Big brother man. But I was sitting right next to the girl, so she kept thinking it was just me, like giving her stuff and like putting my arm around her, and then the skit ended with me leaving with her. Ah, sick. <laughs> Which Oof. was funny at the time, because he was a fit dude, and I was a very fat child. Oh, <laughs> I see. They were playing it for laughs. Yes. <laughs> Why would she ever yes. date him? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I think that's probably the bent to the curse joke, too. Like there Because she was super <laughs> popular, joke. and we were kind of the nerds, yeah. and it's like, she's uh, cursed you. <laughs> That's all you the, plebs! It, it's all coming together. <laughs> Damn. But then I got to play Odysseus. But yeah, like they I said, no uh, no <laughs> costumes or anything, so that was interesting. No props. Mm. Nothing. We just had to imagine. And put it on in front of our classmates. Wait, <laughs> did she curse you before you played Odysseus? Yeah. So then you played a cursed man afterwards. You really got cursed? Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Oh, dang. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> so, Birdman. Um, I, I think the play we did after that, the last one we did in high school, was The Crucible. That's all about witches <laughs> cursing a small town. <laughs> There's a theme. I was yeah. like, over Was she picking the plays? And you were about curses and witches. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's all of fucking Shakespeare, mm-hmm. to be honest, though. It's curses and witches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, back to Birdman. Um, and unwanted sexual advances. Edward Norton's character. Ooh, he's scuzzy from the start. Yeah. Oh, they Mike. Make a, he makes a point the Mike. fact that he's like impotent. Like, yeah. But he very casually, like he's very casual about it. He's like, yeah, sometimes my dick doesn't work, and that's <laughs> so, just how it is. I'm scared. <laughs> Um, there's sort of a tension between him and Emma Stone, Michael Keaton's daughter. They're always kind of running into each other and talking and being alone and shit and building up this like sexual tension. Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton isn't aware of this at all. He's so fe- like focused on the play, and uh, he's also a little self-absorbed. 
and yeah. starts drinking again. <clears throat> he's having a breakdown. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. That's neuroses and he's manic. Mentally not all put together. No, and this film does a great job of portraying that in a way that's not jarring. Mm-hmm. Too too jarring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With like harsh cuts here and there and there and like snapping through time. It, f- it has, like I said before, a nice flow through time mm-hmm. that I enjoyed even more. This is the second time I'm seeing it. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I think I enjoyed it more this time than the first. I'd agree with that. This is my second time too, so. The first you time. You catch more things. There's a bit more um, kind of Easter eggs, I guess. And you understand it a little better because you're like, the first time you watch it, you're lost. And you start finally getting a little bit of what's going on when his friend, Zach Galifianakis, walks in and sees him throwing stuff. And you're like, oh, wait, that's not actually, he's not throwing things with his mind. So this is, this is a serious film, <laughs> you know, not, yeah. not something. But at the same time, it's like reverse curve. As the film gets more serious, it also becomes more, more loose, like less lucid. Exactly. More surreal. More There's surreal. a lot of magical realism. Uh, like we were talking about earlier, favorite scenes. Mine's when he gets his, robe trapped in the door he goes out for a smoke during the performance so he's just wearing a robe and like tidy whities it's one of those like robe getting caught in the car door or whatever but it's just the building he has to run through Times square and like tourists are hounding him there's people on their cell phones taking pictures they know who he is he's like a famous playwright at this point no he used to be batman yeah exactly well birdman (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) Um, I, that was just funny. I thought that was great. They said they had to film that at like two a.m. to get the fewest number of people out there possible, and it was crowded as fuck. That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> been to Times Square? Nope, never been there. No. no. <laughs> there, there was a dude named, known as the Naked Cowboy who was. Sort of a bigger buff dude in a cowboy hat with tidy whities on, and he'd play guitar and sing. Now he kind of just sings about Trump, like in a positive way. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, you. You. Yeah. But um, if you weren't grossed out before, you'd be grossed out now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only story I've got is from my little sister. She uh, went to New York with classmates. The school took them on a trip, and uh, she gets back, and she told me she saw a woman dressed as the Statue of Liberty with no bra and no shirt, <laughs> just painted it green. All, painted green, letting it all hang. I out. hope she was there in summer. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> but I can't remember the the time cold. frame. Uh, New York winters are it, tough. It had to have been summer if it was in the north, and she was half nude. But yeah, it was just. Uh, she just told me that, and I was like, okay, <laughs> that's, that's New Picture York. Picture it didn't happen, little sis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know. She just brought, dropped that on me. I'm like, okay, all right, cool. Pretty, pretty memorable. <laughs> Not going to object. Hashtag free the nipple. Free the nipples. Yeah. Um, Pussy riot. <laughs> Let's get on that train. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I don't really know where I stand on all of that, but oh. good for the women. <laughs> Pro feminist, for sure. Pro feminist. Um, it keeps cycling between days. We get the first preview night, and Edward Norton bombs it. Mike, he is drinking on. They're all drinking on stage at the kitchen set, and it's supposed to be a scene between two couples. And they're like, stop getting drunk. We're not getting drunk. We're just sitting down and having a drink. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, like, who'd they say this play was written by? Hank? Well, he wrote the play. Well, who'd they say it was, it was based? Yeah, by... The book was remember. based off somebody. He has the he napkin liked. that he gave him when he came to his school oh, play when he yeah. was a kid. That story was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you think that guy's going to send back one cocktail napkin and he's the kid who's going to be able to keep it? They're going to tear that thing to shreds being like i want to hold it i would know it's mine yeah you can never tell when uh his michael keaton's character is like being honest with people because there's that scene where he's like lying about something personal from his past to edward mm-hmm. norton and saying don't fuck with me man this kind of <laughs> like, reminds dang. me of the note from lincoln that he carries around in the hateful eight mm-hmm. it's kind of that same thing yeah kind of like he wrote it people. himself so that he can like 
really impressed. Yeah, like you said, really impressed people. Yeah, that's well. That, not to blame him. Sometimes artists have to come up with a backstory just to be interesting. Uh, <laughs> and him being from Hollywood and not being accepted. I mean, Broadway. wait till you hear mine. I'm almost finished. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're drinking on stage, but he's replaced the bottle of gin Edward Norton brought with water. And Edward Norton, during the middle of the performance, freaks out. And he's like throwing the glass, he's throwing the cup, he slams the refrigerator, he's talking about how everything on stage is fake. <laughs> yeah. And because they, he didn't have an act he didn't have actual gin. Yeah. He's like, the script calls for me to be drunk. It says it right here in stage notes. Drunkenly slurs this line. I can't do that if I'm not drunk. <laughs> uh, and I think he's just flexing Yeah, it was absolutely a power move. just a power move to be like because there's an audience. Nobody gives a shit about about you. Everybody's here about me. And this night doesn't this matter. Way too seriously. Mm-hmm. Oh, how fun would that be to just bomb your first night of performance and not get fired? <laughs> Jesus, exactly. That guy's got balls. Because it's people <laughs> well, who because he knows. Well, he's he's he, knows he is safe. the Broadway like yeah. in the. Story. It was also to be fair, literally a practice that right. people came to see. It wasn't the first night. There's no reviewers there. There's no critics. But when they go to the bar afterwards, the critic is there. Uh, the main one that's going to review this movie. And Ed Norton kind of gets in her face and she's like, aren't you afraid I'm going to give you a bad review? And this is one of my favorite lines. He's like, well, I expect you to if I ever give you a bad performance. He's just super haughty. And she kind of looks over to Michael Keaton and he's... He's still in his seat, but he's hunched over and, like, hiding behind his arm, just, like, mm-hmm. finishing his drink. And he's like, oh, no. She saw me. Yeah. <laughs> kind of wish we got more of the reviewer character. I yeah. liked her. Two scenes with her. She was... She's a very powerful character. Yeah. She had a purpose. Mm-hmm. The second scene is great. She <clears throat> oh, just... Yeah. Oh, he tries to, like, intimidate her, and she kills him with one line. She's just like, this play's dead. I have all the power here. Why are you fucking with my notebook? <laughs> that was implied. She says, I'm going to kill your play. Yeah. From the start, and that's how she bookends the conversation. <laughs> yeah. And she's leaving. Your play's dead. Yeah. She Which... opens by, I haven't seen your play, but I'm going to kill it. Just because you're wasting time. He's not theater. He's not part of right. that she's world. Being, not a real she's actor. Being, she's gatekeeping. She's gatekeeping. A bit, yeah. but at the same time, he is a fraud in a way. Like he bought his way in with he money. Did. Yeah, Absolutely. and that's the reason everybody hates that he's there. If he like came in, started working his way up from the bottom, no, but he like maybe bought, there wouldn't be such like Drake. Thing. Yeah, he bought the yeah. <laughs> he bought the the his way in, and he was like, "We're gonna do the play I wrote. I'm gonna star in it. I'm gonna direct it." Yeah, I'm better than everybody. Oh, and Ed Norton on stage calls him out on that he's like you butchered this script to give you the best line and it's like oh did he he did (laughs) i mean i yeah he i think he might have ruined this play i haven't read the book i don't know if it's a real book it didn't say in any of the notes i I wrote down online um so they do go on a couple of nights. The first night, Edward Norton assaults his girl. Well, not even his girlfriend at this point. Just like they're kind of on again, off again. But he assaults her on stage. Yeah. And uh, he has a hard on. He's like, oh, finally, hard, six months, and I eight months. <laughs> eight yeah. months. Who cares that there's eight hundred people watching? My dick's hard. So that's the most important thing in the world right now. Yeah. Uh, she says, "Stop." He does not. And this ruins their relationship and causes a lot of tension in the cast. Like she's against him now for good reason. Michael Keaton's against him and has that conversation in like the tiny little he locker room. Plays it, plays it off that he wasn't actually going to do anything. He was just like trying to get her to perform better. <laughs> We've all met these people who are like, oh, I'm uh, just acting. Just yeah. I'm that good of actor. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you ever worked on movie sets and there's like, you meet a few professional extras. Yes. And some of them are just like, you, 
you never know when it's on or if it's off. Like, I could be acting right now. And Ed Norton's character really reminds me of this. And he says it's an homage to people, like, saying he's a difficult actor to work with, which is, I guess is pretty funny and self-aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, nothing funny about sexual assault, obviously. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that he's not good with that either, but, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, this Hilarious. fight they have in the locker room, Michael Keaton, like, grabs him by the throat and pins him up, and he's like, Oh, because he talked to the press. Yeah, first. yeah, that's and right. Made the play all about him instead of Michael Keaton, which. But Zach Galifianakis states, first night they sold like double their t- ticket sales. Yeah, and they've sold out. There's a line three blocks in length waiting to get in. This could all be hyping up Michael Keaton because he's like having a breakdown. No, no, no. I think all that was true. Because this. The set is filled, like, the uh, seats and everything. What's his name? The guy who came, uh, Edward Wharton's character, is, like, a big shot. Why did he say he came? He got fired off of something. They said that he either quit or got fired off of But the Zach Galifianakis character was, like, he most likely got fired. Off what? <laughs> something. Oh, they were, something. Well, they were naming mostly real things, is why I asked. Yeah, um, they were talking about, like... All the Marvel... Try and get this guy. Well, first they were, like... Get uh, this guy. He's... Um... They put Philip Seymour Hoffman in there, like, no, he's in the Hunger Games. Yeah. But he died during production, so they replaced it with Woody Harrelson, who was also oh, in the Hunger wow. Games. Okay. Then they said uh, someone else, oh, the guy from The Hurt Locker, who's mm-hmm. now playing the Hulk, referencing Edward Norton's previous character. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, that's a... that's a, Oh, is he... Hawkeye. Hawkeye? Hawkeye. Oh, sorry, okay. The, I've uh, the seen The Hurt Locker once. Guy from, the guy who plays Hulk, he's from... Colonel Sunshine's father's mine and a couple other movies. Mark Ruffalo? Mark, Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo, yeah. I did not know yeah. he was in Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, he's the he he plays the computer tech with the uh, Frodo. Oh, I forget his name now. Elijah Wood? <laughs> Elijah Wood. That makes sense, okay. <laughs> yeah. It, I, that's a one and done for me that I saw a long time ago, too. Nice. It's, a, it's an interesting one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen that movie a lot. I dated a girl that really liked that movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Right on. That one <laughs> reminds me of one. another one I have on the list. <laughs> uh, Vanilla Sky. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's a pretty good one too. Kind of a trippy Tom Cruise. He, I like Tom Cruise's sci-fi movies. They never disappoint. Well, I shouldn't say that. Never. They often do not What's disappoint. What's that one about? Uh, it's on my list right now, so I can't oh, say. Yeah, sorry. sorry to be so secret. So, no, sorry. I keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they put on the performance. I think we're, like, they move, like, first, second. Third night is, like, the final practice night, and the critic is there. And during the final scene, Ed Norton has come up to Mike and been like, use a better gun. This is shitty. It's got a plastic red cap inside. Everyone, when you point towards the audience, can tell it's fake. It's I like, don't I'm not feeling scared. Yeah, because he's a method yeah. actor. I will feel threatened, fix it. And he's like, besides that, though, I think it was good. Yeah. Just a real backhanded compliment. Or a front-handed insult. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, either way, he finds what looks like a real gun for the final performance. Uh-huh. And... I think that's the scary part, too, is like... I think that implies that he just had a gun. Oh, the whole time, yeah. Like, he's had it the whole time, and he's yeah. made... He's even been thinking he's about been killing himself for the main performance or something. That he's contemplated. Oh, he's actually tried to commit suicide in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To his ex-wife when mm-hmm. he talks about going into the ocean and the jellyfish. And that kind of explains one of the opening scenes where it's a beach and a jellyfish on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't explain the plane the or the comet or whatever it is kind of at sunrise. I guess that's supposed to symbolize falling Burning, burning um, it's, it's Icarus. The Icarus, the two. Yeah, he quotes Icarus twice, or mm-hmm. says something about quoting Icarus twice, and then I think that's what that is. Flying too close to the sun. His oh. whole Hollywood like persona made it impossible for him to ever live his dream of being a real like uh, artistic thespian uh, Renaissance actor. You know, I really <laughs> like the part where he's outside and. The 
homeless man is screaming Macbeth into the mm-hmm. alleys. Yeah. And at first it starts way off in the distance and it's echoey. <laughs> that was a and cool then it catch. Builds, I never builds, noticed builds. that. And as uh, Michael Keaton's passing him by, the guy stops and he's like, was that too much? <laughs> I'm, I, I just want to, I want to perform for you. Yeah. He's like, I want to show you my range. Yeah. I, I think that's a great, like, uh, w- like that's a great way the movie shows how he is just so uh, like he's been taken by the media and everybody that knows about him. His daughter tore him a new one mm-hmm. after he and, found her smoking and pot. And it just yeah, it just like that whole image of himself flying so close to the sun. Like everybody knows him. He's too big to become any like have any success in being a artistic actor. Right. Even though like there are things shows that he knows his stuff. He's real upset at the. The guy who gets the light dropped on his head, uh, he's mad at that guy for overacting. He's 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 not like a terrible actor. He knows things. Um, and so that's why he gets real upset that nobody's giving him a chance because he's not full of shit technically, but he he was a little full of shit for coming in and like being like, I'm gonna buy all this because I'm I'm the best and I'm better than everyone. Gonna do it myself. Yeah, and of course the different, like you come into a world, they're gonna be like, you didn't start at the bottom and work your way up. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there's gonna be some. There's gonna be some pushback. Uh, And one of the most troubling things is all the voices he keeps hearing from Birdman, (laughs) like throughout the movie, being like, "Why are you doing this? Why don't you? Why don't you go back to being me, Birdman? For being such a loser." (laughs) That would've been amazing. Who cares if you're? Who cares if you're not actually an actor? You're better than an actor. You are famous. You raked in billions in the 80s and 90s. And it's, it's scary when he's, like, lying and his ex-wife comes to talk to him. He he mentions, like, I uh, I have a voice that talks to me. And it tells me the truth. <laughs> he, he says that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This guy's lost it. He's <laughs> just like, I'm going to forget you told me that. Because you have to be on stage in one minute. <laughs> right. And he puts on that like big wig with a squib blood pack oh, that in. Wig it was pretty good, and with the mustache built in. Uh, and he goes on stage, and he he must have blanks in this gun, right? Because he shoots himself, yeah. like the squib goes off. So it looks like he actually kills himself with this gun, but he hits his nose. Blew his nose off. Yeah, well, it somehow what reattached immediately in the hospital. But I like they go to the hospital, and he's got the gauze bandages and he looks like a bird now yeah it's like a beak (laughs) and uh this movie had 16 visible cuts i think they're all at this point because it's like transitioning between icarus and jellyfish and some other stuff this really reminded me of like tree of life that movie that came out in like 2013 or 14 Uh where brad pitt was the dad and it started at like the beginning of time, but most of the movie focused on a 1950s American mm-hmm. family. Really surreal and magical realism. Interesting. Not single cut or anything. Yeah. Yeah, this one for me was like just kind of like him struggling with the fact that like he's never really going to know if he is good enough or if like he's just riding on the curtails of his fame and money that he's already earned that he doesn't really feel like means anything. Yeah. So he's in the hospital and he takes all the bandages off and I'm like, no, no, no one wants to see this. And it was fine. It was perfectly fine. He had like three stitches on the bottom of his right nostril or something. Very bruised. Mm -hmm. Very bruised. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, uh oh, if he tries to escape, Josh, they're going to get in a lobotomy. (laughs) It's gonna end that way. Yeah. His daughter's gonna come in and uh, give him one of those. Smother him with the nose. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> they do all of it at once. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no. See, it is funny. <laughs> it's funny that you think it's funny. <laughs> uh, uh, his daughter comes in. His ex-wife is there. Zach Galifianakis, his lawyer's there. It was also kind of the best PR man in the world. 
And they're like, oh, we're so glad you're okay. You're also the front line, like front page headlines of the art section. Yeah. You've got it made. Hyper realism or something. Ultra violence. Ultra real violence. Something. Because he bled all over the audience when he blew his nose off his face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then passed out on the front stage. Yeah. Thunk. He flies out the window at this point. I don't think he did. He did, though. We saw it. No, he went up. We never saw him go down. (laughs) (laughs) He's dead. But his daughter comes in and she looks down and doesn't scream and looks up and is like, hey, he's up there. Well, that's the beauty of the movie, I guess. Is that what he wanted to happen? I don't know. I think she looked down, saw that her dad was dead, and she looked up, finally, he's I'm with Justin on that one. (laughs) (laughs) He made her life a hell. (laughs) Yeah. Why was she working at this theater? And how old was she? We no one ever asked. No. She was a like twenty eight year old who like was playing just a got sixteen out of year old. Uh, no, I don't think she's sixteen year old. She seemed if she was playing sixteen because Mike of how possessive, like how protective he was. It <laughs> oh, was strange. I think he was just trying to make up. He just for not didn't. Being there he wasn't was there when kid. she was sixteen. Oh, so. I just got the impression she was much younger. Nah, I she don't was think like so. Her, she was like. 28 how old she really was i think i mean yeah. it did play up on the facts like people kept like hitting him home and they kind of implied that, that was creepy exactly yeah. well, like, i mean it is creepy to just like tell a girl unsolicited that she has a nice ass sure but i assume that they were going I mean, for like that she's a kid i not, yeah i got the same readings a, that it was inappropriate in more ways than just that no. she had to have been over 18 because i feel like it since the parents were divorced and his ex-wife was would come in and say hi to him every once in a while. She had to have chosen to be closer to her father. I mean, but there's yeah. a part of her that liked. She her could dad. just been spending the weekend. Uh, she was like working for him, working for him, making okay. money. He was paying her. I could see that. She was okay. in her twenties, just got out of rehab, needed a job. That's what I think. Yeah, I didn't catch that. I did catch the rehab thing. Yeah, which it never said why she, said why she was in drugs. Rehab. The the girl who's sleeping with Mike. Who like early on says Naomi I Watts. share a vagina with Mike? Yeah, yeah Naomi Watts. She's like, uh, she mentions well, Mike's character uh, uh, Edward, Norton. Edward Norton is Mike's character Nate. Edward Norton. Yeah, yeah, and Edward Norton's character Mike. <laughs> Sorry, thanks for that catch. Uh, he's standing there naked with the uh, the daughter of Birdman guy. Yeah, and uh, yeah. she's like saying all this stuff about her. Doesn't know she's over there, and she mentions. The drugs and stuff. There. Oh, okay. That's why she had to go. Yeah, I don't think she was underage or meant to be portrayed as underage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Personally, Just... I didn't catch that. Wonder, <laughs> yeah. but maybe. I don't know. Inappropriate either way. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, inappropriate. Yes, <laughs> sexual harassment. Yes. <laughs> um, it it all comes together for everybody in the end. He flies away. Play goes on. Mm-hmm. You think he comes back? He no. flies twice, which is what interesting. He didn't fly though. <laughs> he flew, and then he was like, he flew, and then the guy chased him and was like, "Hey, you didn't pay me for that cab ride." Exactly. Yeah. He didn't fly. <laughs> <laughs> he flew in his mind. This is where you should be above everyone. He's just. I bet he's monologuing that in the cab. In he's the like, cab. "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> Are you kidding me? That guy's a cab driver in LA. That's everybody who gets into his cab. New York, yeah. Broadway. Or well, Broadway, whatever. The, the Broadway of the West. Yeah. <laughs> LA. Yeah, uh, I think that about covers it. Um, you may want to plug anything. You don't want to go over powerful play it? goes on. All that stuff. Oh, we can get you to that. Contributor first. <laughs> All right. All right. Do you recommend it? I thought it was alright. I did like it better the second time. I'll recommend it too, yeah. It was a little... It was kind of boring at parts. Like, it felt like it was dragging on a little bit, but... The soundtrack? Overall, I thought it was good. And the colors kept it going. Yeah. Because yeah. it was visually I interesting. I liked the cinematography. I liked the soundtrack. We got to see the drummer twice. Once out on the street, like, I playing was, live to it. I found it kind of hard to pay attention to some of the dialogue. That's what I found the first time I watched it. The dialogue's... It's heavy. It's dense. A lot going on. It's also a little like 
just like people droning. Yeah. Like it's full not, of themselves like it's for not sure. Like, I, I mean, can, I get that that's what they're trying yeah. to portray, but yeah. like I'm the just day like, to okay, day. I get it. Like, <laughs> it reads a little like Tarantino-y. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. All right. Snappy, snappy dialogue. But yeah, I'd recommend it. Josh? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, if you get cinematography, watch Rope. And, you know, there's a million, or, like, movies with good music. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad or anything. Obviously, it won a zillion awards. But. It did. It was. It did win a lot of awards. Well, like Justin said, it. <laughs> it was a very, it was a hit. People loved this but movie there, But there's out. some controversy. I, I think it overstayed its welcome. How they give those awards out. Those awards really that it all. I mean, those awards really don't mean anything other They're than to the people. Kind of self satisfying, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of like how Queen won oh, editing. God. The Bohemian Rhapsody. It won the editing category, and it had terrible editing. Yeah. There were like, uh, I watched that a, movie. I watched a review on good. it from this professional editor, and he breaks it down how there's like over. 30 edits in most minutes in the movie. Just like every three seconds, there's a cut. Just like bam, 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 for no reason. You're just going to come out with more and more of those because it was such a hit. Like people apparently liked that movie. Where they don't talk about the people's true life story at all. They just stick they just in popular hear, radio they just songs. They just hear popular radio songs. <laughs> so it's, They're doing the same thing. They're making Rocket Man. Yeah, I saw the Elton John trailer earlier uh, today. Wow. We're going to get, it's only a matter of time until we get the David Bowie one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Prince? Guarantee you. I bet Prince will come up before David Bowie. Prince already's got Purple Rain. They don't need to make a Prince movie. (laughs) Prince, don't ruin Prince. (laughs) They will. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of Purple Rain, Josh, are you excited for this new Mortal Kombat that's coming out? Eh. Because, you know, there's that purple character named Rain. Yeah, (laughs) I I know. This one looks good. It's one hell of a segue. <laughs> Austin's very excited for the new Mortal Kombat. So it looks, it looks fine. <clears throat> time time thing is cool. Have you seen any movies recently that you can add to the list? Um, it was saw Captain Marvel, but I wouldn't add it to the list. Okay. Um, I've been remembering a lot of movies that I can add to the list. Nice. A lot of J horrors and animated films. I told them oh, I didn't think that TV movies count. Like, sure, why not? They count if yeah. we can find them. Those might be harder to find, but we'll How many look. Lifetime original movies have you watched? <laughs> Too many. <laughs> no, don't do that. They're all bad. What about sci-fi original movies? Oh, those are even worse. Let's do them. No. <laughs> oh, you're okay they're with that. They're so uh, bad, they're Invisible good. Child. <sighs> no, I've heard about it, but I have not seen that. <laughs> do you have any info on last week's episode? Uh, What was last week? Teen Witch? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, still bad. Okay. <laughs> still Have bad. you watched it again? Hasn't gotten better. On yes, movie. twice. <laughs> Did you buy the soundtrack? I almost bought the poster. <laughs> just to glare at. Just to get. Just there's to... no brooms in the movie. <laughs> Whenever I'm role playing, I need to get mad. I need something to look at. <laughs> All right. Oh man. <laughs> there's no anything in that poster in the I movie. can't believe how much you hated Teen Witch <laughs> it's so we, talk, we told so many people we did Teen Witch for this week and they were like oh I love that movie every single person <laughs> every single remember, person remember folks people are wrong sometimes <laughs> you can make mistakes now when we were talking about whether you like this movie or Teen Witch more you said maybe Teen Witch because of the raps no he said that he thinks he loves to hate Teen Witch more than he genuinely likes this movie okay Makes sense. But I don't know that I liked either movie. Did you say what the poster for this one was? Yeah, what is the poster for this one? Uh, Please tell me it's just the Birdman 3 poster. Oh, it's kind of close. That would be amazing. Big big swerve. Uh, These are the ones I saw most. Okay. That one with the red and that one with the silhouette. Oh yeah, it looks totally political. I like that. And that one, the red and black with Birdman's kind of silhouette. Posters that tell you nothing about Big name that actors. one is better. Oh, no. That border and shit. It's oh, terrible. Wow. Yeah, but you know yeah. what's going on in the movie. What about that one? Are you standing in... That one's fine. I don't like that. That's so cliche. That's like the one floor of the Cuckoo's Nest poster. It's black and white. I know. That's looking so upwards. cliche in movie posters. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not feeling that it one. It tells me more much. than the other ones, at least. Here. What? 
Someone remade it with Batman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kat, have you seen this movie? No. Okay. I'm not going to say anything about it. That's okay. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. I know this Ooh, for all our listeners a, out mine there. Mine is a birdcage. Ah, that's, that's pretty good. dope. Is that like fan, fan art? art? It's, it's, yeah. yeah. That's like a poster you can buy and put on your wall. That's pretty dope. That is a good one. So, yeah. Recommends all around. No. Except for Josh. No. <laughs> that's not what happened. <laughs> There's a, a couple of hesitant recommends. And three three to one. <laughs> the majority rules watch this movie. <laughs> Lot to talk about. It's art. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, you can find our other podcast, Amazeballs, on the iTunes Podcast Store and I or podcast.com. It's a show where we focus on anthology TV series, mostly retro, sci-fi, horror. I think we'll start getting into some more modern ones since now that like the Twilight, Twilight Zone is out. You watched that first one? Not yet. With Camille Nanjiani? Not yet. It's good. I haven't seen it either. It's free on YouTube. Yeah, I saw that it was free on YouTube. I wanted to watch it with the, my family. I might go back. Uh, well, they might watch it without me. Actually. The second one's yeah, out. Myself. And <laughs> it's... Uh, Kat, you thought the first one was a remake of an old episode. The second one definitely is. It's uh, Terror at 30,000 Feet. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's the it's the dude from Community. Uh, ben. But like, let's say notes. Nope's main interest. Adam. Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Yeah. So that should be pretty good. Other people that have played that character in the past have been. Uh, Will Shatner played him the first time. The Terror at Thirty Thousand Feet. Mm-hmm. And then it was. Um, Third Rock, really tall, was also in Dexter. Oh, I know who you're talking John about. John Lithgow. Yeah. Hey, Lithgow. Yeah. <laughs> he played him in the movie version of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> It's originally a Richard Matheson story. He's a cool author from the 40s and 50s like that influenced a bunch of guys like Stephen King. Like That's dope. gritty horror and everything. Uh, so you can find us on Fabcheck at Facebook.com, Fabcheck at YouTube.com, and email us at Fabcheck at gmail.com for any uh, recommendations, questions, hate mail. We'll read it. We'll read it all on there. We'll see. Josh. Sure. Was there anything? I'll from read today? it after the podcast. Was though. there anything from today's episode we need Josh to Google? I I think it should be diaper uh, duns, nuns in diapers. <laughs> nuns in diapers. <laughs> that came up on somebody's search history in this yeah. movie. Nuns in diapers. <laughs> this was our most recent film, twenty fourteen. That's it. Our newest. It's film. Gotta be. We do some live or like weekly reviews when we go to the theaters but oh, this was like okay. our first long format watch with uh josh all right it was great having you here dennis yeah, thanks, thanks for having me guys it was super fun yeah <laughs> thanks for time. bringing the movie um i'm austin i'm josh i'm uh, justin and i'm dennis this has been have you seen <laughs> bye, bye.